This is Radical Love Life, an ongoing series of podcasts and special events where we explore faith outside the boxes. Hosted by Mark Dilcom and Kelly Wilson. Hey, Mark. Hey, Kelly. How are you? I'm pretty good, thanks. How are you doing? I am freaking awesome as always. That is so good to hear. Yep. Steady Eddie. I'm always freaking awesome. So Very yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, I think we have a great topic we're going to talk about. It's just the two of you. Uh, the two of you. The two of us. Yes, it's right? me and my my evil twin. <laughs> yes. Terry. No. Kelly and Terry. <laughs> Actually, t- Terry's my sister's name. I can't do that. So be like, <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> now, back at, uh, um, there used to be a, uh, a bar that I used to go to where the um, the happy hour bartender knew the concept of my name, but not the name itself. So every time I come in, he'd be like, Robin. <laughs> Terry, <laughs> Stacy, you know, it's like, I get it. You, you know, it, the it idea of why. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a, it's a name that could be used for uh, more than one gender, right? right so it's right. gender neutral. So uh, so it's like going in, <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> right, right. But, uh, but anyway, if, if it stays in the cut, um, to my sister, Terry, I love you very much. Oh, there you go. She's we'll keep it in the cut. Yes. Hi, Terry. Um so, um, yeah, I think we are going to take on something about, mm, I don't know, doing more than just talking, like actually doing something. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. The way that, that, you know, we've been talking about this a little bit and we've had an, an exciting couple of weeks. You know, we've been, oh. um, you know, we went to an event where we, um, the God After Deconstruction event, where yes. we were um, podcasters, like podcast sponsors and helping promote the event. Yep. Um, we've really been talking about what, you know, season three is about. And, you know, for the last couple of years, we've, you know, we we spent a lot of time kind of talking about the state of religion and yep. spirituality, yep. particularly in America right now. Yep. Uh, and we've talked with a lot of people who have interesting ideas about different directions that things should go. Yes. Um, and this season, we've been talking more about, well, how do we take these ideas and apply them practically in the world like what do we do you know it's one thing to say i think the bible says this or one thing to say i think human spirits are like this but how do we get that word out there and how do we you know help actually improve people's lives how do we help dismantle systems of oppression how do we get that you know help people be more free I like it. This is a, oh my gosh, we could do a, we could devote the season three just to this. Um, some people would call this activism, um, uh, walk in the walk. Uh, I think there's a lot of different phrases to this and, and approaches. And so we are just aligned. You're saying more than just thinking that way, it's actually putting it out in the world, putting our foot down and one front, one front in the front of the other to, 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 to whatever cause that we we feel in the way of what's stirring inside of us spiritually and then putting it out there in a practical, real way. Right, right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it's challenging, you know, when I think about, you know, I think about it sometimes in my daily life when I'm thinking about my bills and I'm thinking about, you know, I'm supporting a family and, yep. you know, we got to pay our taxes and, buy groceries and all that. And then I think about something about, you know, I, like I'm, uh, 
really focused on the words of Jesus and the teachings of Jesus. And when mm -hmm. he says something like sell all your stuff and mm -hmm. give the money to the poor, and then you'll get into the kingdom of God. I'm thinking, well, is my goal to make sure that I get enough hours in so that I can make enough money to buy nice Christmas presents for my kid aligned with that mm. goal? Or, mm. you know, what does, you know, what level of sacrifice does, uh, does activism really take? And then also what, um, what types of act activism have an impact? You know, I've been shouting at people on Facebook for years and eventually kind of stopped because I'm like, I'm not changing anybody's mind. I'm just pissing people off. And, and they're, I'm giving them a, a vent to, you know, yell at me because I'm the only progressive that they know. But am, am I changing minds? Am I changing policy? Am I doing anything? No. no. Okay. So let's start there because okay. that's a very good point. I am. Um... I love this. And then we'll pick up uh, the threads as we just go along in the conversation. So first thing first, is it is it activism when we when we do that on social media or are we engage in conversation? Are we truly changing someone's mind? Well, that's a hard thing, right? There's mm -hmm. power persuasion, of course, but unless somebody gets clocked um, right away, you're right. We're we. Well, okay, so let's just keep it in the construct of social media. Yeah. Yes. It is really, really hard. And in, in, inevitably what I've seen uh, as your experience is that you don't change anybody's mind, uh, but yet you give them an opportunity to 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 duel with you over the, you know, here, you're right, I'm wrong kind of scenario. And, 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 and nothing's gained out of that except for frustration and maybe some anger and uh unfriending somebody like depending on how bad it gets oh yeah i've had i've had some um what i i would go so far as to say even betrayals from people that Oof. i loved and cared for who because of the distancing of this screen there you be yep allows people and i'm sure i've done it allows people to say things that they would never ever say to your face and yeah, these you know these strong emotional reactions. You're like, what, what? You know, what? I thought we were friends. Yeah, and it's not about it's not about finding commonality. Um, and and I found that people like don't really they don't change their mind unless something they're already curious. I do, yes, I do believe that there are people who go to the internet or any source. I mean, there's still libraries, there's still newspapers, there's still uh, magazines. According to some people, they want to shut them down unless they got only certain books that they like. But anyway, that's... But that, if people, if, you know, if somebody's episode. like, I want to learn more about such and such because I have certain ideas about it, but I don't know if I know everything. Okay. But I... those aren't the people who are commenting very often online <laughs> like somebody doesn't go online and put something out there because they're uncertain and they want a lot of opinions that it's going to help them steer <laughs> hey what do you think about this that is so true kelly you're absolutely right because just in you just just putting that out there i'm thinking well you're right we don't go to facebook or instagram or you know the, the x formerly known as twitter whatever we go there to posit our our opinions 
then we're looking for affirmation that to agree or disagree and then we set up a duel or whatever the case may be you're absolutely right um and maybe that's the failing of or not failing well this is not the capacity of social media because of the distancing it's not a face-to-face -face conversation because i don't know how you do change hearts uh, uh via the internet i mean you can tell a compelling story i'm not saying that that but a book can do that as well so yes social media and online presence you your heart can be pulled, but there's nothing better than engaging in a the conversation like what we're having right now. I mean, we could at this very moment find a topic that you and I have different points of view and have a conversation about it. But we're going to we will engage in a in a much different way face to face because, first of all, we're we're friends. We mm -hmm. care about each other. Yes. We're physically in, in next to each other. And, 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 and for you guys that have never seen Kelly, Kelly's a lot bigger than me. So, like, I feel like he could probably clock me and, and, and do, do bodily harm to me. So there's that. Um, not that I, I I'm, you know, I don't know. Maybe I could do a, you know, defend myself with throwing my phone at you or something like that. I don't know. But, um, but we're going to, we're going to engage in a different way where, where, the, the virtual element of social media that it's it's like how we treat each other when we're in cars like you know mm -hmm. if we're driving oh, that's a very good example <laughs> right we dehumanize the other totally. people in the totally they become an object there's yeah. not a human that's operating that thing that is just you just happen to see a head that's attached to this car that's in your space and you want them out of your way and then they do something to you that really really pisses you off and then you really take that and you're like and we're throwing our fingers at them and everything else like that and that very well be somebody that i could do it to you if i didn't know what kind of car you drive drive right and we just happen to be on the same roadway at the same time and you did something i didn't like and i would feel bad right i was like oh my god what did i just do to you yeah i know i i used to have a, a real problem with um i wouldn't call it road rage but i mm -hmm. i definitely very expressive with those around me who's <laughs> driving characteristics, uh, and it's it's scary now. I yeah, you know, yeah. I read a, a story about somebody who actually got shot doing that, but yes, um, but that's not the story I'm telling. the The story I'm telling, and for those who are watching on um, YouTube, you can see that I've got a little peace sign. <laughs> you on do, my, yes, on my hat. Oh, oh, hey, awesome. hello, Spotify. The, yeah, if you're listening, yeah. click that video button. Um, we have a similar bumper sticker on the back of our car. Uh -huh. Our little Subaru has a little peace sign on the back. And one day I was on the Garden State Parkway and I had forgotten about this. And this this oh. guy was just, he was over in the left lane and wouldn't get out of the way. And then I tried to do the Jersey thing and pass him on the right. <laughs> and he sped up and wouldn't get out of the way. Oh, and God. I told this guy in sign language that I was not very happy with what he was doing. And then mm. I sped up and I got in front of him. And in my rear view mirror, I saw him go like, oh, that's this little peace sign that I saw in the oh rear view mirror. God. And I was like, oh, oh, oh you right. just been served. I did. And all I could do was do it back. I was just like, yep. All right. Peace. I surrender. Oh, my God, Kelly, that's probably the best story you've uh, shared with me over the years. I mean, you just got to own it. Like, yeah. here, in your face, dude. Right. Yeah. What's this thing you're promoting? And then you acting like a jerk out there. Yeah, buddy. Well, I would say that that is not activism. I, uh, I, I'm sorry. Let me go back to where we were to the, to, to, for context in that. Putting things out on social media 
It's not activism uh, in of itself. Um, you can talk about your activism or maybe an you know something where people can see it actually in motion, but just being there on the internet itself, no, it's not. And I, and so that's one thing. Um, activism to me is well putting those words into action, like uh, the word action means something here. So, but boy, oh boy, that opens up um, uh, a lot of great ways to think about what is activism. Um, I can share from my point of view and what I do that I think is activism. It's, sure, sure. And, you know, it's my work that I've been, oh, been messing with for, you know, going on 12 years, uh, this notion of um, of how to help uh, queer folk um, deal with the religious abuse and trauma that they experience uh, in religious institutions. Some, not all. Mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not here to burn down churches. Um, <laughs> most of them, anyway. Um, the... And how how was that going to manifest uh, in my call? Because it is a calling that I have. Um, that to me is activism. Now it's taken me a long time to figure that out and how it's going to manifest. And mm -hmm. oh my God, it has been up, down, left, right. Uh, no, this is not the way to do it. Yes, this is the way, or everything else. And so you know, starting in twenty twenty three and coming into early twenty twenty four now. It's definitely crystallized, right, with the 501c3, you know, for, you know, full transparency. Kelly's on my uh, board mm -hmm. of Divine All Along Foundation. Happy to be. Thank you. Proud and I'm deeply grateful that you are because now it, it, it's all coming together. Like, oh, there is a way to actually end religious abuse for our queer family. And this is how we're going to do it. But it took me a long freaking time to figure out how that was going to happen. I knew the concept 11 years ago, but I just didn't know. And at least I had the presence of mind. I remember telling my mom, of all things, I was like, okay, I know I'm, gonna, I'm called to do this. Mm -hmm. I just don't know how it's going to happen. And mm -hmm. I'm just going to keep, you know, trying to figure out and iterations and iterations, which, by the way, folks, I will say I learned an amazing uh, thing about iteration and the difference between that and failure everything that i have done i would well first of all i don't i wouldn't use the word failure because not from not from hubris or anything else because i don't because i don't like i don't call things that i i'm not scared of using that word uh but it's not applicable in this situation what i was going through was uh iteration discernment uh exploration meditation um research uh all of that i had to i had to do all of this so now that i I'm, at this moment i look back on all that and i think that all of that was activism it's just that it was i hadn't put it out into the world but i had to i had to do everything that i've done to get divine all along to this point to where now i'm public so there's now people are like oh that's activism mm -hmm. well it just didn't happen on the step of my finger it, uh, on, you know, when I followed the, the articles of incorporation with the state of New York on 11, 9, 23, that wasn't the moment. I mean, that was just simply the fulfillment of what was something now that is outward facing and then going through the process of, you know, uh, getting, um, you know, it's set up as a 501c3 and establishing the board and, and getting the website built and finding volunteers and all of that. Okay, that's activism. But I had to do all that work to get to that point on that day, which I pressed the send button, uh, you know, to uh, file their articles of incorporation. So, mm -hmm. yeah, there.
That's activism. That is definitely, that is putting word into action and, um, and, and making it real. Uh, and, you know, it's definitely like the way that we spend our time, the way that we spend our resources, the way that we spend our attention is, is activism. You know, I think we're yeah. called to do all those things. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, um, this is changing the topic a little bit. We'll go for it. To, um, Remember, this is only about action and activism, which I use interchangeably because to me, they, uh, yeah, yeah, anyway, go, yes, go. One, one of the, the lessons that, that I'm learning and, you know, we'll see, you know, life, life is long. Oh, we'll see where, where it ends up. I hope. Is, um, that the opportunities for me to be, to, um, engage in activism are often smaller than I thought they were going to be. Mm. That I was one of those people who, when I first moved to New York City, you know, mm. I was a talented young writer and I was like, I'm gonna go be a big star. I'm gonna, mm. I'm gonna write some kind of like novel or something that's gonna change everybody's minds. And I'm gonna be giving talks to rooms full of thousands of people. And, and it's, for various reasons, my life has not turned out that way at all. Uh, for up to this moment, up to this moment, but I always thought of myself as, you know, I felt like I had purpose. I felt like I had calling and I associated that with big audience, mm. big spotlight, mm. being out front. Mm -hmm. And the more that I ask God to direct me and to put me in places, I find myself in places where the impact that I'm having is much smaller than I expected, but I'm I'm kind of having to come to terms with the humility of, you know, you you can really only, you know, sometimes of affecting one person is the best thing you can do. Amen. Um, you know, I was, you know, when like when we first started Radical Love Live and you know, we did the event in, you know, did an event in the Cathedral St. John the Divine in New York City. Yeah. You know, you could seat thousands of people in there and get standing room only. And I, you know, I was picturing these like huge events. Like galas and, um, I was there with you. And, you know, and then the pandemic happened and, yeah, and you know, the, everything went yeah. online. Yeah. And, and in the meantime, I moved. I'm now at a very small parish church out here yeah. um, in New Jersey. But there are all these opportunities to to minister in small ways. Yeah, um, I you know I've been asked to help lead a Bible study class that's you know that meets after after church. Um, I actually have been um, asked oh. to to preach oh. next month. Wow, which is yeah I know I've gone my whole life trying to avoid the path of being the uh, you know ordained minister the. Um, but, it, you know, and it's just to, you know, a small group, but, you know, that's also probably mm. more comfortable for me than preaching to, you know, like, uh, I'm standing over the pulpit at St. John the Divine, thousands of people. that could be a little intimidating, um, yeah. you know, or, um, little ways, you know, I, you know, and I, I, I feel a little uncomfortable talking about, you know, I don't want to make it sound like, look, I do all these great things. Cause I, you know, I also am part of the capitalist system and work and do those things too. Yes. Um, but like I have a, um, a volunteer commitment at a local hospital um, where we go and help uh, people who are in, um, in the detox. 
mm. center. Um, and the last, um, the last time that we went, um, we were expecting kind of like a, a group and only one lady showed up mm. and she told such a heartrending story mm. about you know, her life and addiction and physical things that had happened to her. And, yeah. and then she started talking about, uh, theology and mm. this was not like a church sponsored thing. Right, right. Um, you know, so it, it was, she started talking about like wanting to go to heaven and being uh, worried about hell. And I was like, wait, this is an area that I know about Yeah, and found myself talking with one individual in a hospital cafeteria about grace. Wow. And about how you surrender to God's love that you can't really like work your way to heaven. You have to kind of like surrender to love and trust that a loving God is going to, you know, accept you when you, you give yourself over like that. It's just one person. And, but afterwards I thought like that was, mm -hmm. that was activism. Like yes. that's, that's probably the most evangelical I've ever been in my entire life. Wow. Um, and I don't know, I don't know if it stuck or not. You won't know. Kind of Chances like, are. You know, I remember um, when I was uh, when I was in college, I worked at a um, a summer camp one one summer for um, foster kids from Brooklyn and the Bronx, mm -hmm. uh, and it was it was actually a Christian camp. It was a Lutheran camp. Um, but I remember at the end of the first session because we did several sessions, it was really exhausting. It was very hard work. Mm -hmm. One of the other counselors who was more experienced, this is my first summer doing it, said, "Before the kids get on the bus, let me tell you this." This is not going to be like a movie. No. There's none of those hardened kids from the streets of New York City are going to come up to you and be like, you really changed my life with all the true things that you told me. They might still call you an asshole before they get on the bus. But 10 years from now, there might be some situation that they're in where they're going to have to make a decision about something and there might be something you said or did well wow. that helps change the direction that they go but you might never see it you might never know yeah. it and that that has also always stuck with me so i say all that just to say that the the more that i ask god for opportunities to do you know to do good things to do his will the more i'm finding these little little moments and I have to get out of my own way because there's still my <laughs> ego wants to be like, you know, and now the, you know, the great activist Kelly Wilson will be telling you about how we should be living our lives. And I, I don't I don't know if it's ever going to be like that. It might just be like, help that lady across the street. Yes. We're having that conversation with that one individual in a hospital cafeteria. I've had um, some moments like that as well. And I, I want to go back to what you said about Radical Love Live, especially when we did the uh, live events in, in, the, in, the, in the cathedral there. They were, oh, my God, I guess I had some of the similar. like, this is going to be awesome. And we're in the world famous church and we're broadcasting live or streaming this and everything else. And, you know, and as you said, it can literally hold, oh, God, in that what, a couple of thousand people, I suppose. Yeah, I think for the for the bigger events, they get between two or three thousand people oh in God. there. And if you, you know, start standing people up and ignoring the, 
um, ignoring the rules a little bit, I think you might be able to get closer to four. Oh my God. Yeah, it's yeah. huge. It's huge, you know, so there's a, supposedly, you know, people, uh, well, if you go to the internet, believe the internet, right? Uh, St. John the Divine is known as the second largest um, uh, cathedral in the world, which is not actually true. It's one of the top five. But anyway, just just I think, think about the, that. The largest Gothic style. Yes, yes. It's got some. You have to qualify. Put an adjective there. in there. Yes, exactly. Then it would indeed it is. And regardless, it's a huge space. But I thought, well, gosh, will we fill this? And it's like, no, we did not. I mean, you know, when we did the, we wound up actually doing just two episodes within Saint John because of. The uh, pandemic it was it was started. I mean, it was already in our uh, in our in our world, in our existence. We just didn't know it with the first and the second. Um, and I mean, we had a couple hundred people at the events, and I was like, oh, okay, well, you know. And I thought a lot of people that were from our community would show up, and there weren't a lot of familiar faces. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. So there a little humility. And you're right. I was like, okay, I guess we're not going to change the world quite this way, but. You know, it's 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 not bad to have big ambitions, but no. also I think it's just realistic that, you know, okay, you don't know who you're going to get until you see how many you got, right? And mm -hmm. and, and, and numbers don't matter. Now, from a capitalistic point of view, yes, I guess, if you're trying to make them money off of something, which has never been our goal with Radical Love Live. Right. We, you and I know that. We fund this thing. Uh, but uh, I... Yeah, it's, uh, I guess my point is that, um, yeah, we can have grand ideas and maybe even with the podcast here, what is that like? But, you know, so let's talk about something that happened at God After Deconstruction. You mm -hmm. and I were on a panel with um, uh, Tim Whitaker of uh, the New Evangelicals, that's his podcast, and he does a lot of great work. And that's actually become his full-time job. Talk about activism, right? Yeah, and, yeah. You know, like, he's really oh. he's really doing a great wow. job educating about um, Christian nationalism and yes. uh, the way that uh, particularly the evangelical church is impacting American politics. He's really, yeah. Doing totally into that. Yeah. And he has a community and he supports them. And then there was uh, Josh Patterson, uh, who has uh, Rethinking Faith. That's his podcast. And um, both of which you can find in, we have links from our prior episodes because uh, the episode that uh, was released on um, February 19th. I might be off a, a day or two, folks, but if you go go look us up on our website or any of the podcast episodes on any of the platforms where you listen, you'll find that one. It's it is actually the recording of the panel that the four of us were on with Trip Fuller being the moderator. Mm -hmm. um, I was absolutely, and I do share in that, and we, you and I did a before and after around that episode as well. Um, I was blown away with the notion of thinking that a podcast, is it a new spiritual community? And I had never thought about that. Like what you and I have done, what we are doing and will do is that, and I actually am taking ownership of that. I was like, well, yes, we are com creating community with our listeners here. We even created that face group. We did it that day. We, we were like, oh, day. we gotta, yeah. Duh. Get, yeah, let's create a place for our listeners to gather. Cause yeah. that way, you know, We've got a place to talk. We've got a place to learn about the concerns of our listeners yeah. so that we can address their needs and questions better. And also just so people have a place to talk with one another because that fellowship is also important. 
Yes, it is. And so is that action and activism? Why, as a matter of fact, it is. Yeah, building, I definitely building think building community, creating safe spaces. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you can organize that way as well. There's that as well. You know, I think about that politically that, you know, for, it was during the Obama years, I had a political blog mm. that I spent a lot of, a lot of late nights, um, you know, like rocking the baby to sleep and then and trying to like type <laughs> one with hand. one hand. Um, but I really, yeah, I really thought I was going to change the world by mm. finding this kind of like middle ground where everybody politically could agree. And, you know, I, I had big dreams about the internet being this kind of democratizing space where since... <sighs> Everybody had you and you and a lot of other people. What a dumbass! Yeah, I was. I was like, we have access to all the information in the world. Therefore, all the smart people will get together. You know, everybody's going to solve to the all the problems, and it's going to be same wonderful. Conclusions, yes. right? right? We're all going to get Wrong. together and virtually sing "Kumbaya," yeah, and all the world's problems are going to magically quickly turn away. Yeah, Go I didn't away. realize that it was going to be this like a la carte menu where suddenly <laughs> everybody could create their own reality and find somebody else on the internet who agreed with them. <laughs> yes. So that <laughs> if anything else, that's one thing the internet could do. You will find somebody that agrees with you. At yeah, least one. yeah, it's like the confirmation bias cafeteria you can just go in and pick whatever you want <laughs> like i just want this slice of reality and and look there's confirmation a... bias cafeteria yeah, i like, love that i got I'm hundreds totally of hours that. of youtube videos that confirm exactly what i thought anyway i say all that just to say that the trying to change the political tide by preaching to people on the internet, yelling at people on the internet, arguing with people, trying to convince people on the internet. I don't believe that any of that is effective. Mm. I believe that the way, I I think that like, rather than changing other people's minds, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm now of the, the opinion of, of believing what other people say, mm -hmm. they believe that they believe it. And yes, that my job is to organize people who think like me so that we can get to the polls, so that we can get candidates out there yes. that represent our values. Because I also believe that, um, I believe that the majority of people in my community and my country are reasonable. <laughs> yeah, what a concept. And are, but are poorly organized. Mm, kind and, of like herding cats. And, but, extremist groups are oh, really they're, good they're at awesome thing they're so, freaking awesome um yep you know if people are thinking about like how can i be more effective in the world that's also it and that also can can feel kind of small because if somebody wants to be like i'm going to be like a big political organizer what that might mean is some saturday you spend the whole day on the phone calling people you don't know asking them if they're registered to vote absolutely uh and and, that, and that's where that's where turning words and thoughts into action becomes really hard because it's putting us outside of uh, uh our own level of comfort right we're like whoa this is new this feels different and i've i've done it in the past as well mm -hmm. and, it's, and it's uncomfortable until you until it's not uncomfortable and you're like oh okay this isn't so bad but you know if you are compelled to live out your your what you want to see in the world you have to act 
Right, right. And and it's not always out front. I mean, no. sometimes it is this behind the scenes thing. And if there's enough people doing all these little actions, like making phone calls, knocking on doors, putting out a table with little flyers at the mm -hmm. local farmer's market, if enough of that happens, that it kind of creates this, um, you know, critical mass of activity. But that's often... I guess what what activism looks like it, it's not necessarily <laughs> standing out at the front of the parade swinging a flag you know that it's <laughs> small no no i mean those symbolic actions count as well they can inspire and uh, they are but you bring up a good point kelly i love how you uh, framed it there you know you, you, of course we love to see that you know the flag the person that's you know the um but are it, it is a symbol as you just said and that it represents what actually makes things happen that are invisible to um, a lot of folks and or are just those small things. But those small things do add up. They do make a difference. We know that. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, sometimes those small things are harder to do. Obviously, you're not going to, you know, ch chances are you're not going to be, you know, um, thanked. Is that the right word? You know, or. Yeah, and maybe not even remembered. Yeah, I mean, right. Or... You know, think about all the people who were involved in um, nonviolent protests during yeah. the civil rights era. Right. Who, you know, that you have to have a lot of people just kind of like being disobedient and clogging up the jails yeah. and yeah. clogging up the system in order to get the attention of the powers that be. But we don't know all those people's names. We nope. don't know all their stories, nope. but they were there anyway. Yes, they were. Um, putting their lives at risk. Yeah, and only a select few are remembered, as they should be, uh, to because it marks the um, the the work that needed to be done. But it wasn't just you know um, Martin Luther King or you know the list the, the sure list of the folks that we do know that are in that space. Long, but uh, I agree. Let's take it down to our listeners, and they're thinking, well, what well, what do I do for activism? Um, Showing up at events is a form of activism, right? Again, I think we can agree that just being on the internet is not activism, right? I don't want to make a absolute out of that, but just in general, just putting your things out there, your opinions on social media are exactly that. You're just you're just stating what you believe. That's it. That's not activism. Activism is like, mm, I don't know, you're showing up for an event or you get um engaged in something that's important to you, whether it's, you know, a political sense or let's talk about what we do with Radical Love Live, of faith. How do you, how do you uh, be an activist in faith? Well, how do you want the world to be seen? Because religion is not going away. We have a very um, broken uh, institution, um, not singularly, but you know, because you can't do that to to the tradition, but there are a lot of better way of saying there are there are a lot of um, uh, institutions that are struggling under their own uh, doctrinal quagmires. Yeah, 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 and there's you know, and there's a lack of unity among um, among Christian groups. Oh know, my God! Just like what? Yeah, you know, what's the core message? Uh, you know, I think. Things like um, religious literacy, 
<laughs> as far as that's a good one to start let's start right there yeah like yeah. knowing about uh the history of the church and the history of just the fact that just knowing that different faithful christians over history have had hundreds if not thousands of different ways of looking at different points i hope can give a little bit of flexibility or or something to um to folks who think that they've got it all figured out so that they can learn a little more that they could be open mm -hmm. to looking at other points of view mm -hmm. um and i think that the the people who will be helped by that are the people who are hurt by some of the more inflexible doctrines of the church yes that they're running into these walls and then end up having to go elsewhere to seek community and strength and comfort and faith and you know i think it's it's frankly just more education and more knowledge will improve the religious experience for everyone there are people who disagree with that there are people who like no like education destroys people you know then there's a there's a whole like anti-intellectual thread yes there is running through america but i think um but i do think that education or at least making those educational opportunities available and accessible and affordable is is a type of activism i would agree absolutely um and activism on oneself is to to be uh to become uh um educated dare i use that word or literate whatever works um i think about my own experiences i knew that i was harmed by by doctrines that i picked up um from many years ago but i still had to you know we we've obviously talked about deconstruction on the show here too uh but i had to assemble something that worked for me which is what i've done and that process enlightened me i was educating i studied i i was curious because i knew i i knew i needed to reconstruct for the purposes of having some yeah i mean there was a, there was a, a goal in mind to to have um, a faith system that worked for me but there are plenty of times that i've i've been without any faith and if i if my if if my faith uh, the bottom fell out tomorrow or later today for that matter, I am going to be okay because that is because it operates at a different level than what I know uh, at, you know, the subatomic level. Like I am, I'm a, I have a, you know, I have a absolute 100%, you know, um, because I guess that's absolute <laughs> pretty much. Right. <laughs> they do add up <laughs> that I, um, we are all connected uh, to the divine, um, and we're not separate of. We are just innately a part of. And so it's, it, it, that works for me, right? So mm -hmm. even if I decided to be an atheist, I'm going to be an atheist only because I have not found a theism that works for me. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that I am, um, that I am without a faith, mm -hmm. right? If that makes sense. I like it because I know inside of me what feels right. So to circle back to activism, though, that is activism that I that I personally did, and I 
think, unfortunately, what happens because right now uh, in our culture, so many folks are just so tired of just bad, flawed theology or things that they just don't get. They don't. They don't have the energy to be activist or to to just it's like no. I just don't want to deal with this. Like mm-hmm. I'm just going to close the door on that and I'm just going to uh, move on. And that's such a shame. Is because it is the wholeness. I don't like it. Where you're not integrated and you're not whole in that. I'm not saying that that makes you. I'm not saying you're damaged. It's simply wholeness is just is simply that that you. You're fully integrated. Well, it's the spiritual elements. I I don't know how you can go through this experience as in this form without having a healthy, you know, spiritual outlook. Even if you are going to be an atheist, at least be healthy about it. Be yeah, well educated. It's hard work to do the yeah. the vigilance of being a healthy human being. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> um, that being spiritually curious rather than complacent being exactly politically vigilant rather than just following the status quo yes is is hard yes um that even like psychologically that examining oneself rather than you know numbing out with TV and hedonism and uh, you know drugs and alcohol and all that, all that. Yep. Um. Just, I mean, it, it. According to all the people who are more self-aware, that that leads to a more fulfilling life. I would agree. I I, I look at my own life of where where I have gotten to this point, and I have a fulfilled whole life. Not perfect, right? Mm-hmm. But it's whole. It's integrated, and you know, there's every day it brings new experiences and a, another iteration of something. Like it's, like it's an ongoing journey, which is what I love. And so, my need for the physical, tangible elements, you know, kind of drop away. And I mean, still like nice things, of course. Who doesn't? Well, you know, but the, you know, but I keep it in perspective. I think to that point again, you know, what a great conversation we're having. And hopefully our listeners get something out of this about what our interpretations of activism and uh, action is. I think it's just, I think if anything else, we've agreed that posting uh, thoughts on, uh, on uh, your Instagram or, you know, pictures or Facebook or, you know, Twitter or threads now that's in the, the, the marketplace. Uh, that's not so much. Uh, that's not so much action. I mean, you literally yeah. had to like do something, like press right. a button, but right. that's not the kind of action we're talking about, right? You know, and and one thing I do want to bring up you were you were talking about you know having nice things and yeah. um, you know there might be people who are like you know what I you know I don't have time to be an activist like I'm trying uh-huh. to survive. I got to work. I got to support yeah. my family. Yeah. I got to do whatever that. Um, you know, mm-hmm. making part of one's budget available for charities that are doing things is also activism. Yes. That the way that we use our resources is, is activism. Well said. And that, you know, there are a lot of people who devote themselves, who do devote themselves full time to activism, and they are totally beholden to the donations that they get 
from other people. So, you know, that's another way to be, you know, to be supportive. And even, you know, even for people who are like, I can't, you know, I don't, I just have enough money to pay my bills. I can't donate to them. There's still ways to donate time. There might be ways to donate in kind services. Yep. Uh, you know, there's, you know, you got to pick up truck, you know, they might need some stuff picked yep. up in a pickup truck. You know, there are still ways to be involved with other people who are, you know, have built the infrastructure and are doing, you know, yeah. doing that work. There's ways to support them. Yeah. So we started off this conversation asking, are we putting our words into action and are we doing um, expressing our activist uh, activism? Uh, I would like to think that we could both uh, um, wrap up this conversation saying that, yes, gratefully, we are uh, putting our words into action and that and just even even in the small ways. And it's not about a measuring or comparing or anything else. It's just simply doing. Yeah. Yeah. And this is nice. I, th I think the exchange of ideas is important. And um you know, if somebody's curious and wants to learn more about a different point of view, it's good that there are, you know, things on online that they can oh, go yeah. find. Yeah. Uh, but I I am certainly open to other, you know, other ways of being active and, and actually helping people. And I, you know, I don't just reserve that energy for what we're doing here. I'm I'm always looking for for ways to make it real yeah. and tangible yeah and and i'm glad that i you know even in my little small town that that i have opportunities to do that well said my friend well i thank you for what is a great episode about you know what is action and activism um again uh for our, our awesome uh, listeners community um as kelly uh mentioned uh in our conversation please go to our facebook uh, website Kelly, where yeah, can there's a, yeah, there's a um, we have a, a Facebook page for Radical Love Live. That's kind of our outward facing uh, messaging platform. Uh, but then there's also Radical Love Live community, which is a private group that you can join and talk amongst one another. Uh, and that's also on Facebook. Um, and uh, are there ways yet publicly for folks to find out more about the work that? Uh, that we're doing with the the nonprofit, there is. Uh, thank you for asking, Kelly. If you do want to find out what uh, Divine All Along is about, uh, please go to the website. It's up and running. It's Divine D I V I N E All A L L Along A L O N G dot org. Divine All Along dot org, um, and you'll find out uh, how we are ending uh, religious abuse for queer folks. Um, That's so awesome. Yeah, it's. It's good work, and please, you know, um, you'll also notice if you go to it, uh, there is an event that's coming up on March 21st at 7 p.m. Eastern that will be a uh, a virtual rollout and a Q&A. So all are invited, and there's a way that you can sign up to, to participate on that uh, on Zoom. So, Kelly, thank you very much for um, a great conversation. Thank you, Mark. This has been really great, and uh, um, I look forward to continuing to do some more work indeed thank you everybody for uh, listening to this episode of radical love live be well thanks for listening to this episode of radical love live co-hosted by mark dilcom and kelly wilson 
all rights reserved. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and other popular podcast platforms. Go to RadicalLoveLive.com to learn more about us, watch recordings of our live events, and listen to our podcast. We also invite you to check out what Kelly and Mark are doing by going to our websites. Find Kelly at KellyWilson.com and Mark at MarkDilcom.com. This is Radical Love Live, where we explore faith outside the boxes. <laughs>